you wear bow ties? Yeah, I wore bow ties every day for like four years. And I just said, fuck it, I'm not wearing a bow tie. We're going to wear ties anymore. We haven't played the disclaimer. Oh, sorry. God. You listened to this show before? Right. I'm the worst language possible. Sammy K DC No, this is the no Sammy intro. Who cares? See? Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Hey Frage podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, and I can already tell today is going to be bananas. Everybody's very excited. Every, Bowtie Joe is in the studio, and then also Amber McNeil, who's McNeil? been a... Uh, McNeil? McNally. McNally. <laughs> You were like, it's McNally, right? And Between I was like, two minutes ago, yeah. and right now, and then you're like, Amber McNeil. And I'm like, McNeil. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, what, I don't know how much changed. Mm, Amber God. McNally is here. Oh, God. Now, I am very excited about you co hosting today. One, because you've been a longtime fan and supporter. Forever. Forever. You have followed me through many transitions. <laughs> and two, we have a history because I'm going to play it. I made out with your brother at Field of Screams yeah. when he was... A fetus. <laughs> no, he was 18. Thank you. And by yeah. the way, it's Amber's probably... Amber's guessing he's 18. It's probably one of the highest viewed videos of Sarah Fraser of all time. So we are going to play that. I think we need to play the disclaimer here before oh, we get... Real quick. Hit in, it. Yeah, okay. into anything else. Early. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Oh. Well, we'll keep that. Uh, so, anyhow, welcome to the show. Bowtie Joe is here. So is Amber. And we have nice. a ton of topics to cover, including uh, the first one that I was going to start with is George Lopez, the comedian. Um, I wanted to know if you guys had heard his crazy rant that TMZ picked up where he, first of all, people were saying he said something racist, and then he went off on a woman in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if you guys feel like it was too much or if he basically had the right to tell her to go fuck herself. So we'll get to that. Crazy. Um, also, I, I want to talk about, too, uh, I love this story that people are now actually having a real fear of phones. I want to see. I want to see if yes. you guys think that's real. And the fear of phones is actually talking on the phone. So making a phone call is now an on the rise legitimate fear for people. Yeah, like people need to legitimate, pop. legitimate, real? legitimate. So so fucking stupid. I'm serious. It's an Amber. We you believe? Yeah, right? like people need to pop a Xanax to even pick up the phone. Okay, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. So we'll get into all that. But I want to talk about this George Lopez um, video from last night because I want to see if you guys think this was too much, or if you think that George Lopez had the right to go after this audience member. That's so violent. You can't take a joke, you're in the wrong motherfucking place. Oh, it's brutal. So sit your fucking ass down and get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Take off fucking a motherfucking ass. How crazy is that? So, George, so he goes on and on, by the way, to keep like belittling this person. Do you think when you go to a comedy show mm-hmm. that. The, you expect, like, if you are essentially 
calling out the comedian. Because, by the way, this woman didn't like it. She felt like it was a racist joke. Mm-hmm. So she's yelling at George Lopez mm-hmm. while he's on the stage. And he's basically telling her to sit the fuck down or get the fuck out. So do you think it's like, here's, I'll give you my opinion. Because I think George Lopez is a huge asshole. So I'm like, is anyone Why? surprised? George Lopez, the comedian's the biggest asshole. He ended up taking a kidney from his wife when he was having like failing kidney disease, and then he divorces her like a month later. I mean, what are wives for, though? Okay. If not a okay, kidney, rude. let's be honest. Oh my god! What do you think? Was that too much, or you think? Look, I mean, if you're heckling- his show his rules, but at the same time, it's it's like if you go to a comedy show, you should, you know, I mean the comedian can just do what he wants but at the same time i think it's kind of rude sort of like i mean if 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 someone i like if you told me to sit you know sit the fuck down and be like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah like so rude (laughs) this show yeah i'd be like oh shit i think the guy's such an asshole yeah oh so obviously we teased it when we started but you guys joe you do not believe that uh a fear of making a phone call is a legitimate fear no you don't. don't. No. Mm-mm. So you saw the story I sent you because I, I, yes. I try to always send yeah. the guest, you know, mm-hmm. some show prep before him. Yeah. So, I think it's definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's a millennial people thing, but yeah, I love ATTN. You think it's a thing? I think it is. I used to be really scared of making phone calls, but then I became in customer service, and then I just got used to it. I just kind of faced the fear. What was so fearful about it? Because the article basically says that people have an immense fear, and especially the younger generation, of being judged on their phone etiquette. Or rejected. Or rejected over the phone, which I, by the way, think it's much easier to get rejected over the phone than it is in person. Right. Wait, are we talking about the same thing? Yes. Yes. I mean, just being like calling your friends, how are you going to get rejected? No, they're no. saying, like, okay, but even calling friends. Like, people want to text, and then the, it, there's an actual fear of making a phone call. So, like if, I, they're, they're, like if I call you, yes, what, are they, call what, would I would be, what would I be afraid of? Well, if you have this phobia, like they're mm-hmm. saying that it's real, you have a fear of being judged by me. Either that your voice is annoying, you don't, yeah. you don't know what to say, mm-hmm. you don't know how to like articulate, the or same you don't way. know how to get off the phone. Like you can't judge. Like Sarah's in a hurry or doing things, and then you're just sort of like trying to get the point out. But like, yeah. I don't know. I felt that fear before. Um, like my boss likes to just cut to the chase, and if I'm on the phone with him, he's just like Amber, get to the point. You know, and I'm like, oh god, yeah, right, okay. But I like, I want to give him all the details so that he fully understands what went down. But sometimes, you know, and so making a phone call with, to him sometimes is really intense. Yes, <laughs> like love him, but so it can be intense. It, the article says that this is a legit thing, and then yeah. goes on to say that if that that people are now kind of being treated for this, where they're having to <laughs> actually like write out what they're going to say before they make a phone call. Do you yeah. think? Because here's my thing. I would say I have a fear of listening to voice messages. Like, I do not... I hate listening to voice messages. I do not listen to voice messages ever. I have one right now. Yeah, Yeah, I know, Irene. (laughs) Speak of the devil. And it will take me, like, two days to listen to this. Are we talking about... What kind of fear, though? I mean... I don't listen to my voicemail messages just because it's annoying to get in there and there's always right. something I'm going to have to do and just text me and it's so much faster. Yeah. It just takes so long. I'm not afraid of it, but I just don't want to do it. 
I, well, I get. I know what you're saying. I'm not afraid of it either. But I mean, it's like, a like if it's um, like a, a short example for me is like I had missed paying um, my psychiatrist, so he called me and like I obviously didn't answer, you know, and um, fear of picking up <laughs> fear the phone, of picking up the phone because I was late on the payment and I didn't want to, you know, hear his either disappointment or annoyance. Obviously, I paid the guy, but it was just like a few days late, and so I just like read the transcription on the iPhone 7. You can just yes. read now it. Now you can read it, yes. And so I just, like, read it. I don't listen to the voice. <laughs> See? It's a legit thing. Thank I you. I feel like we're talking about two different things again, though. Why? I mean, you're not a, a, I mean a phobia? I mean, it's not... I it's like germophobia. Phobia. Like, people have to live in a bu- bubble and they have a very difficult life as opposed to... Mm-hmm. Like, well, and I feel have... like being rejected is part of life. I mean, you just kind of... Yeah. Get, I mean, it's... We this is the generation that is... Yeah, but this, they're saying there are people. Is it a legit phobia? This article is basically saying yes, it's a legit phobia. Mm-hmm. I just read an article about the everyone gets a trophy thing. You know, the participation oh, yeah. trophy, and how it that can. That annoys me. Yeah, well, but I mean, it's there's no reward for winning, and there's no getting used to losing. Mm-hmm. And they were, I'm not going to get too far into it, but I feel like that that this is kind of born out of that. Like you feel bad about. Being so rejected? Like, like, you need to be rejected more. People need to just own yeah. up to it, and it's like, get used to getting rejected. Yeah. Right. Turn my job out. You want to get rejected. Good <laughs> Lord. All right. I feel like it's a part of life. Like, get over it. Yeah. Like, making a phone call. Like, I, I get it, but, like, I, sometimes I get anxiety depending on who I'm calling. Yeah, I forget I that you have this phobia and that I'm I mean, it's almost directly phobia. picking on you. I know. I'm like, oh, my God, bow tie Joe. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, Should we go back to George Lopez? Um, yeah. I, I have multiple stories I want to get into, including a, a wife that ended up stabbing her husband after he asked her for a threesome. Yeah, and I then the other crazy woman that wanted to become a serial killer, so she goes out on a date with a guy from Tinder, tries to cut out his heart and eat it. <laughs> there you go, Irene. It was me. Irene, Irene, why are you that crazy? I, no, I'm she loves serial killers. Oh, you like serial killers? Yes, yeah, well, everybody's obsessed killer. with like, No, I'm not crime. calling your inter crazy. <laughs> I saw an article yesterday where this woman was on trial for disemboweling her boyfriend after a four-hour sex session. What? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. She cut out a part of his small intestine with a nut. This was the Daily Mail, of course, a reputable source. (laughs) Okay, yeah. we'll have to get to that one, too. Uh, I want to remind you, though, that the next live show is February 24th. You need to buy your tickets. Are you coming, Amber? I'm coming. Oh, good. It'll be good. Do you like, are you a big fan of Paul Wharton? Yes. The audience loves he, Paul Wharton. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I was just driving back from um, North Carolina the other day, and I was listening to one of the... Um, podcast when he was on and I just was laughing the whole time. And it, oh my god, it was just awesome. Oh, he's, he's hysterical. So he's like so amazing. So he's going to be co-hosting the show DCImprov.com for your tickets. It. Um, it's a 7.30pm show. It is almost sold out so you're going to want to get that and then you can see live Paul live in action. I'm going to try and get him to be less drunk. That's my goal. Like he gets so wasted, he gets so wasted, and then it just turns to him like, you know, he just documents every blowjob he's ever given. We're like, okay, honestly, the first one was fine, but the second one, (laughs) seriously, it's like too much. Uh, But anyhow, no, I know he'll be on his best behavior. Uh, So that's coming up. If you are interested in that.
Um, okay, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, we're still recording. I've been having so many technical issues. I'm like so terrified that it's going to go off again, and I'm going to be like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Uh, there's a new list out of the 10 signs that you're dating a mama's boy. You ever dated a woman, Amber, that was like super close to her mom that it kind of infringed on your relationship? Ever had that happen? Um, yeah, with Danielle. She was never big into social media and controlled how I used my social media. Okay. She didn't like the fact that I was so outgoing and would talk to a wall. So, just like, not I'll, on the I'll phone, right? Everybody, what? just not on the phone, right? That's right. I won't talk to anyone on the phone, but I'll talk to a wall. So yeah, her her mom and her were like super tight, and it was and that like, kind of got in in between. Yeah, and it kind of like intimidated me because I was like, or what are you telling your mom about our life together?" And like, it was just kind of I didn't know what to expect with her mom. So you didn't know what to expect with her mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Later, I read. We'll, we'll, ha- we'll have a couple of drinks. Irene's over here having like a side conversation. Um, yeah. I wanted to tell you though this list, by the way, of the ten signs that he's a mama's boy. So I have just <coughs> how many times a day do you think a guy should call his mother? Once? How many times? Yeah. Do <laughs> you think not? Like should a normal non mama's boy, like a normal just average Once guy. <laughs> You're like Dave. Once I got like a cough. Like, <clears throat> Like once. Here, I would say some, once. here are the, some of the things that you I, should be too busy to call more than once. Yeah. If he talks to his mother more than one time on the phone a day on a consistent basis, this could be a sign that you're dating a mama's boy. Yeah. Also, uh, his mom. If his mom always knows about everything, so every time you're in a fight, if he references his mother, basically you're in trouble. You're dating a mama's guy. <laughs> um, also, they say if he Snapchats with his mom. Do you Ugh. know anybody? I don't even think my mom knows how to Snapchat. Do <laughs> I don't know how to Snapchat. Are you kidding? No. Does anyone Snapchat with their parents? I'm, I do. I we use the filters. My mom and I love it. She actually has a Snapchat account and yeah. Snapchats you? Oh, I love this. You're yeah, like a mama's girl. Yeah. No, my mom and I will Snapchat. My friends love it because they're, she doesn't she doesn't understand the Snapchat. And so when they it distorts her face, she's like, what? And then she always wants to, like, stick out her tongue because she thinks it's going to, like, prompt something. And so, you know, because sometimes you have to stick out your tongue, like, with a dog filter. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, every filter, she's sticking out her tongue. Um, also on the list, he couldn't survive alone in the wild. See, I feel like that's kind of, I mean, I couldn't survive alone in the wild. I so I don't either. feel like that's really a fair one. Um, and You could, Irene? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> And then if he runs every decision by his mom, that's also a sign. I'm like, yeah, that's a good list. Definitely. Yeah, no, that is a really good list. Um, also, the couple of bizarre stories that have been out there. I don't know what people, they have to be on drugs. But a woman um, who has been arrested, she was trying to stab her husband after, and has been arrested for domestic violence as well, after he came to her and wanted to have a threesome. Would that make you want to stab your significant other, Joe? <laughs> well, I like how... Stabbing your husband is domestic violence, right? <laughs> Isn't it attempted murder or no? Yeah. I, like, how did we go to domestic violence? That, was, that escalated quickly. She stabbed him with a pair of scissors, by the way. Police in oh the police God. report. Police said that the man then. So much for talking through things. Locked her out of the house and told her to leave. She re-entered the home through a back door, and the physical altercation continued until he locked her out again. Police stated, uh, according to police, Gillard, who is one, who is the woman uh, involved in this, um, had said that she was very upset. Teresa Gillard with her husband when he had come home from the bar and wanted to go back to the bar because he'd met someone that he thought they should have a threesome with. Right? At least he didn't cheat on her. I mean, let's be honest. He ran it by her. Right? Right. I think that's 
so ridiculous. Oh my god, I it's love so it. insane. How like, crazy, how batshit are you? Literally, Where, did that happen in Florida? Um, you know what? Yeah, I, it did happen in Florida. <laughs> yes, it did actually. They always do everything. Florida, crazy happens Either in Pennsylvania, Florida. Kentucky, or Florida. Uh, Literally, Kentucky. Amber, you don't have kids, but no. Joe, you have two daughters. Yeah. Um, have you seen this article that went viral of the mom who says that her son doesn't, her eight-year-old son doesn't need to man up? And this might actually go along with your trophy discussion. Um, but a mom, uh, her name is Jamie Sullivan, wrote a Facebook post that's now been viewed something like twelve thousand times, or has been shared 12,000 times. And it talks about an incident where her son was playing sports and he fell down, starts crying. So she immediately wants to go over and help him. But a parent comes over and actually says to her, don't touch him, let the boy man up Mm. and stop babying that kid. Mm. Uh, Sullivan was furious, but it had nothing to do, she says, um, with feeling like her parenting skills were being critiqued. Rather, she says it's a much bigger issue in society where we expect little boys to be tough and not show any emotion. You think that's true? Or do you think that this guy, this other dad, had a point where it's like every time your kid falls, stop running over and trying to help them? What do you think? I mean, you have kids. I mean, I know how I feel about, like, with my brothers, but, like, I would definitely, it's a maternal instinct, but at the same time... You would let I'd them want, cry it out? I mean, or you no. Would, okay. <laughs> I you would be, this, like, really upset, but there come the point when, like, you want them to be able to, you know, be strong as well. But I think there definitely needs to be some sort of, like, love and affection, and they should be able to show their feelings. Men, women, everybody. What about yeah. the sexist view of the boy versus the girl? Like okay. telling the little eight-year-old boy to man up what versus an eight-year-old girl. You uh, might you might say, "Oh, it's okay, honey. Come on over here." I can tell you, I see this stuff all the time. I'm sure. It is it's so crazy how you treat different gender kids different. Yeah. So wait, but you feel like you agree with this that that you should kind of let the guy. You shouldn't call it man up. You should give the kid a chance mm-hmm. to to gather himself, right? Because. I used to referee soccer for little six-year-olds. Yeah. And six-year-olds okay. are different sizes, and it's it's like <laughs> boys and girls, and they're all together. And some of them are hyper-aggressive and will smash into other kids, and some will just you know, shy away from every single tackle. Mm. And sometimes they get smashed into, and they fall down, and they start crying. And I look at them, and I'm like, are you hurt? And they said no. And I'm like, are you ble- ble- bleeding? They say no. And I said, do you want to keep playing, or do you want to go see your parents? And most of the time, they they they're like, okay, I want to I want to keep playing. I want to keep playing. Keep, yeah. And then they they put the tears away, and then they keep playing. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't tell them to man up, if they're hurt or they want to go see their parents. I didn't make that a bad option. Yeah. So it's really in in I kind like of that. like the way that you deliver it to the kids. Mm-hmm. Give them the choice to. Yeah, I mean sometimes kids. You don't want to make the kids also feel like that they can't have that security net of their parents. That's what parents are right. for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a good balance. That's I feel a like, great point. I feel like Dan says very similar stuff when he's coaching soccer, mm-hmm. that, yeah. he, that he says the same thing. Give him a minute. Anyway, the mom mm-hmm. goes on to say that uh, she felt like this whole interaction made sadness a weakness. Um, and she says that it's one of the many things that keeps enforcing young boys that having emotion is toxic masculinity. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. That, I mean... It's. I get what she's saying. I get what she's saying, and then I yeah. also understand that you. I like the the idea of kind of letting kids, whether it's a little boy or a little girl, gather themselves before. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. You I know. I know a couple that had a transgender father that went from a male to a female, and a mm-hmm. female mother, and had a baby girl, 
and through a donor. And when she was four, they named her um, an androgynous Dylan and mm -hmm. just tried to treat her without any hims or hers mm -hmm. and like without those terms. And I can't tell you, this girl was into pinks and purples and princesses and frills. Oh, wow. And it's just crazy how much it's really just innate in, in the sexes yeah. when they're kids. So, I mean, sometimes with the little boys, I wouldn't use the word man up because right. then you're like, you're being, you're being insensitive, I think, but yeah. at least give them a chance to, that's my little parenting I, advice I, for those people I'm out with there. You. I like that take. Do you think that jealousy is the reason we shop? There's a new story out that basically says that jealousy is really the number one reason that people shop for something. Has that ever happened to you? Are you a big mm. shopper, Amber? No, I, I mean, I enjoy <laughs> shopping, but there, I mean, sometimes I just get tired of shopping. Because <laughs> it's just such an Me effort. Too. I hate trying on clothes in the store. Like, I buy stuff and then I just return it if it doesn't look good at home. But does it really become about jealousy with your friends and other people you see in society? Because this is, this is a study that was published by the Journal of Consumer Psychology and researchers found that jealousy spikes a person's desire to buy an eye-catching product. Um, they go on to say that children can be de jealous of siblings' relationships with their parents or workers, might be jealous of a colleague's close relationship with a supervisor. The study also theorized that companies take advantage of jealousy in order to ramp up our shopping impulses. Oh Displays can capture situations in which jealousy is at play, which could motivate consumers to buy products uh, that will attract someone's attention. So uh, that's funny because I never pictured jealousy being the reason yeah, that I shopped. Me either. That's um, crazy. They say that jeale jealousy is a stronger motivator of shopping than shame when it comes to what we buy. Participants were asked whether they'd rather wear ordinary or outrageous sunglasses to a party, regardless of whether outrageous sunglasses, um, regardless of whether outrageous sunglasses would be appropriate. And the and the jealous participants chose the latter. Basically, science has figured out what every fashion obsessive has known for a long time that we're all jealous of what everyone else has mm. and will happily drain our bank accounts or destroy them to make sure that we have the latest fashion. You think that's true? I mean, to an extent, yeah. I could definitely see that. So crazy. I only shop like twice a year. Yeah. I really do. And, you know, I mean, I, I think I tell it all the time on this, but I always have like a personal shopper because yes. I feel like that saves so much. I feel like it saves me so much time and yes. so much money because then I don't buy all these things that mm -hmm. I never wear. Mm -hmm. You know, she I, she pays or I pay her like $60 an hour. Yeah. She shops sales. Mm -hmm. We go, we try everything on, mm -hmm. boom, buy everything on sale. Mm -hmm. Then she comes to my apartment, puts all the outfits together, takes a picture, done. That's so nice. I, I know. mean, I need that in my life. You should honestly like. It's the one thing I would tell people to budget in for every yeah. year. It's I, a great investment. It sounds like every time you talk about it, I'm always like, "That's on point, Sarah." Yeah, it's like it's so good. Sure yeah, I always not. think the IRAs or 401ks, those are things that we should budget for every year. But, you know, the personal shopper could be, like, right up there, too. Yes, off. Hey, hey, you know what? You know what? <laughs> um, I want to thank everybody, too. Yesterday, I, I put out a Instagram post. Uh, basically, I was so upset, and I was talking about it on yesterday's show with Guy Lambert about, which, by the way, Guy Lambert thought that Lady Gaga looked like she had gained weight at the Super Bowl. So I was like, I was like, Guy, you can't say that. That's horrendous. I've been so horrified about that because it's like, first of all, women already have like a pouch there anyway for carrying children, but 
like most of the time people um like especially celebrities that are in the public eye like that are like super super toned or photoshopped in some way and then all of a sudden someone's like in the middle of dancing and right, like performing it. and like of course there's roles or like a pouch or something i just think that's totally absurd that you know someone would call him out for uh, well, Lady Being Gaga real. came out today and she basically said to all the body shamers that she loves her body. She was really happy with the performance. Yeah. She wouldn't change anything. And so yesterday, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm taking my shirt off and posting. Yes, like, girl. Just pose. Pose without your shirt on. It, it's, I completely understand because it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I would have mm-hmm. never taken my shirt off ever and posted it online. It would have been the most terrifying thing. But like I said in the post, you begin to realize, and you've been in therapy, Amber. Yes. And I, Joe, have you been in therapy yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, isn't everybody? Yeah. Yes. Everyone. Of course. Honestly, everybody I'm should I be. I want to go. Yeah. yeah. Therapy. Why are you? Yeah. Go. I'm a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> like, I, mean, no. I mean, you're amazing. You don't have any issues yet. I feel like. Not yes. plenty. No. <laughs> I have a dead dad and body dysmorphia. The girl's riddled with them. <laughs> We all, I feel like everybody, I love therapy, but I love, you know, you have to get to a place with yourself where you could care less what Mm -hmm. people think. Joe, Mm -hmm. will you take your shirt off? (laughs) Right now? No. No. I feel like I'm disgusting. No. No. Uh, Yeah, for sure. No, that's the whole point is we just celebrate our bodies as they are. I'll take my shirt off. You take your shirt off. Yeah, we'll all take my shirts off, Joe. No, I'm not doing it. It is a podcast. Nobody else can see it. Right. I mean, if you guys all want to take your tops off that badly. No, we want you to take your shirt. We'll all take our shirts off together. I mean, I have a t-shirt on underneath this, you know. No, you got to like strip down. You got to like take it off, celebrate your body. So you guys going to strip down too? Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely. <laughs> Are you a hairy guy? Is that one? Oh my God, no. Uh-uh. Oh. Oh. No. No. I, I do have an Italian father, but I'm not. No, not at all. Oh, all that's right. Good. So like no back hair? No. I have the SHG, but that's about What's it. What's the SHG? The sporadic hair growth. Oh, okay, like, like when you have a hair here and you have a hair there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Do you just have hairy nipples? I'm no. sure he was a guy Uh-oh. with hairy nipples. Oh, no, God. not at all. Oh, God. <laughs> no. It's coming from the lesbian. I'm like, if there's hair on a, some girl's nipple, I'm like, out of there. Well, you, by the way, Amber, and I, I don't want to say the business, but... Um, no, it's or, okay. Or we can say the business if you want. What's the business? That you work at. But, but oh, you, yeah. You deal with a lot of men that I come do. in for yeah, grooming. They want to know. So, yeah, at 18.8, we do um, a wide variety of grooming services. And actually, it's funny because a lot of people... A lot of the guys that call or the wives that call are like, do you do waxing? And we're like, yeah, we do. But it's 18A policy that we just wax, um, you know, like ear, nose, um, eyebrow, and and that's it. Because oh, we so don't want the liability of, like, a lot of people call about, like, back wax, arm wax, chest wax. And I'm like, no, like, we don't do that. I'm sorry. Oh, Bowtie Joe. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll just show you. Wow, Bowtie Joe. Person. Oh, you just want to show us that your nipples aren't hairy? All right, fine. We'll see. We'll, we'll look at that. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Bowtie Joe has taken off um, his um, Snapchat? Vineyard Vines shirt. Wow. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's now down in his white shirt. Nice. His white t shirt. There it is. Wow. Okay. And now he's there. Joe, you look good. You look great. No oh body shaming. No Love body you. shaming. You look great, and you hardly have any Heck hair. Yeah. No, like none. That's amazing. You that was some more great. Hair. Joe, that was like so good. Yay! Yay! Your turn. Woo! 
Ask your character. You've already seen mine. That's true. I mean, come on. How many you times? You put it on Instagram yesterday. Yeah, please. Right. Well, you bring up the picture. Like it. You it can looks... look at it throughout the whole show. Seriously. Oh, <laughs> yummy. Zoom in. Yummy. Yeah, zoom in. <laughs> Actually, I was just hoping that the other two would get naked, too. Right? Like, Whoa. I get naked. <laughs> Irene. Um, I Motherfucking to... Irene. I'm a hairy person. Oh, so... <laughs> Hairiest nipples you'll ever see. Uh-uh. Really? <laughs> Nelly. Yes, uh, All right, moving you on. Do you or no? No, it hurts too much. Just let it grow. Just let it grow? Oh, yeah. natural? That would hurt. Like, uh, no. Oh, um, no. All right, I want to talk about this story in Linwood, Washington. This was the one that I teased about the woman that um, ended up trying to cut a guy's heart out and eat it. This is so <laughs> strange. No. Uh, a Linwood, Washington hotel was also brought into this story. They say that the woman had rented a room there with the intent of killing a man that she met online and eating his heart. The suspect later told Linwood detectives that the gruesome plan was just one step in her bid to become a serial killer. So she was actually setting out to be a serial killer. Like a serial killer starter kit. Serious hashtag goals there. Like, (laughs) really? I'm deleting my Tinder immediately. You don't know anyone's intentions. Are you on Tinder now? Is that your number one way of finding people to date? No. No, I mean, I don't really take it seriously because it's like no one's trying to find love on Tinder. <laughs> Unfortunately, everyone there like thinks it's a joke or if they're like taking it seriously, I they're probably on match. I think I you're right. Know. Most people I feel like that find love are on match. Uh, this actually yeah. happened on Craigslist after oh, okay. the guy responded to a Craigslist ad. Well, that's dumb. I know. <laughs> that's just you're dumb. asking for trouble. Wasn't there a Lifetime movie called The Craigslist Killer? Like, yeah, hello. Yes, that, that guy was Island. nuts. Anyway, sorry, go on. Uh, the ad read, the woman had posted, police have not put out her name, by the way, this woman that wants to be a serial killer. On Craigslist, she said that she was, quote, seeking dating and not sex. After they met in person, the pair ended up booking a room at the Rodeo Inn on Highway 99 the in Linwood. Rodeo Inn. That's <laughs> awesome. The man told police, the woman asked him several times if he was a serial killer. He told her no. And she climbed on top of him and said, well, I'm a serial killer. Then she grabbed a pocket knife and went for the heart. A pocket knife? Yes. Did she pull it out? Like, unfold the pocket knife? It's not like she flipped it open violently. It's like, hang on a second. Let me pull this thing open and try to carve your knife at The woman then stabbed him in the chest, according to police, before he eventually broke free and got out of the room to dial 911. The victim told police, though, he had a difficult time fighting her off because of her weight. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Talk about body shaming. Right? (laughs) He said there had been no argument or altercation before the attack. He said that in, by all means the date seems to be going well. Oh, no. That's terrible. God bless. Anyway, according to police, the suspect once she was arrested said, "Quote: I'm a loon." <laughs> is this that like understatement? This is insane. This is my favorite story. I, so when I read this, much. I was like, "What? She oh must have been God. practicing like." I'm a serial killer for like days. Imagine in front of her mirror. Yeah. What should my face look like? Right? Like (laughs) making faces. Line. Oh my god. I'm a loon. That is the understatement. You're a sorry. Literally. And serial killers are supposed to be brilliant, right? Right. I mean, if she was smart enough, then she would realize that a pocket knife is not going to cut through your chest cavity. I mean, let's be honest. If you're going to need, how many TV shows have you watched? 
to be a honest. lot of followers. Well, she yeah. confesses she's great, batshit crazy. So there you go. Yeah, um, I wanted to to talk about this story because it's funny. On my social media, I get a lot of women that you know always give me advice or mm-hmm. want advice, and there's several women that I'm friends with on social media mm-hmm. that are dating men 20 years younger than they are. Yes, I read about that. But here's the thing, is that lots of times they get they get mistaken or mistook for mother and son. Do you think that that, and then, you know, a lot of times, too, that goes on to kind of erode the relationship, mm-hmm. because after a while, if you keep hearing, hey, is that your mom, and in fact, it's your love interest, mm-hmm. it's just not good. Mm-hmm. So, not what a you, good look. I know. What's the oldest uh, age difference for you, Amber, that you've dated? So, when I was, I think, when I was like 20, Two, I dated someone who was 28, but that's about as high as I went. So, like, six years. Oh, so six years was your max. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, as more and more young men are dating older women. See, and this is why I want to do a show on this, because I'm fascinated as to what young men see in older women. Do you think it's just money? Like, what young women see in older men? I mean, What do you think think it is? Sex? It's just the sex. But So, young guys feel like the sex will be better with an older, more experienced woman. Feel like it will? They you don't think that you've it. learned stuff over the years? Yeah, I would say. You don't think that you're better now than you were when you were 24? Yeah, I would. I mean, I know a couple that the woman is 51, 52, and the dude's 24. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh it's, a, wow. it's a big difference. Well, but, I mean, and that, to me, is I don't understand it at all. I don't understand it. I I guess I understand a little bit more the reverse of um, a younger woman dating an older man. But I think, too, we're just conditioned, like, in society. Yeah. No. Regarding regarding them, you know, either looking similar or, like, mother, daughter, father. A moment in time, I have no problem with it, right? A 50-something and a 20-something, no problems whatsoever. Yeah. But what's going to happen if you stay together for 10 years? All of a sudden, right? it's a 60 and 30. Yeah. And then you were together for 20 years, and it's 70 and 40. Now, all of a no. sudden, it's like... Yeah. No, for sure. A lot of people always thought Danielle and Jackie looked similar, and they were like... They were like, oh is God. that her mom? And I was like, no, that's her wife. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Who's this? Are these friends of yours? No, this no, is Danielle, this my ex. Oh, this is your ex. This is your ex and her mom. No, no ex I- and her <laughs> wife. Oh, my God. You just made that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah. Wow. They do look like mother and daughter. That's crazy. Yeah. Jackie's oh the busted God. one. Wow. And she Jackie's the busted one. one. <laughs> Not that you're bitter at all. No. And Danielle ends up going no. back with her husband. Her, no. Why? Oh. Danielle. Danielle was... Oh, my God. How are you following along with this? This is fascinating, Sarah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No. Okay. Danielle goes back with the wife. Yeah. Okay. okay. Danielle's so, in the in the light blue, baby blue. So, Danielle is, in fact, gay the whole time. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay no, and Jackie is the one who had the wife, the, the husband. Ah, oh, got it. Got and it. Got the it. children. And then, and then you and guys anyway, ended up So, yeah, they were con- misconstrued as being, like, mother-daughter. And it's weird. Ah. Okay. Now, now I'm following along. It took me a second. 20 years apart. Yeah, I mean, I know 50-somethings that are are grandparents, too, so that's not unheard of. Like, 52-year-old that's a grandparent. Yeah, true. God, that's amazing. I can't even imagine. Can you imagine? No, I'd be 52 having a kid is, like, more of the reality. (laughs) Reality for Sarah. Who's Halle Berry's having a kid? Well, Janet Jackson just did. Janet Jackson. But somebody just said that they're pregnant, too. Beyonce. Beyonce. Well, yeah. No, no, she's young enough. I mean, she's not in her 50s. 
I don't know. Everybody kills get out that Google. I know. Uh, anyway, if you want to weigh in on this show, you can always email me, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com. I love getting your emails. I'm really slow in responding, so definitely give me a lead time of like three weeks to a month. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's just so popular. <laughs> I get overwhelmed with emails. You're better off finding Irene. Yeah. I'm Honestly, gonna... please email me. I love talking to people. Yeah. Nobody ever emails me back. Uh, I've emailed the t-shirt guy three times. Intern he doesn't at, want to talk. You can email Irene, intern at heyfrage.com. Ask it, me questions. I want to give advice. Okay, yes. or ask Irene questions. Uh, here is one, though, and since we've been talking about therapy on That's today's show, uh, this one's from a woman named Danielle, yeah. and she mm-hmm. says, Hey, Sarah, I love the show. I'm a longtime listener and really enjoy your perspective. I recently decided I'd like to do some therapy. I have no idea where to start or how to find a good therapist in my area. Can you please share some tips on how to locate a good therapist? Thanks so much. What a disaster. Why? What do you mean? What a disaster. Uh, Just finding a therapist is a disaster. Really? Well, I mean, Sarah, obviously you've gotten lucky. You go to therapy and you have a good therapist, I assume, because you, like, love it. Oh, my God. Well, I would say, look, if, if Danielle, if you're emailing and you live in the D.C. area, Mm -hmm. Robin Mize Mm -hmm. has been my longtime therapist, and I recommend her to everyone. And the reason I knew Robin was terrific and the other one and couples therapy like if you want to go to a good couples therapy mm-hmm. I, I also go to this woman lee conan she's nice. fantastic too i have nice. multiple therapists yeah i'm sure definitely either one of those women plus and, sammy simpson oh my god sammy simpson's my I other therapist him. isn't he like the best yes. sammy simpson is a passion curator he's the one that helps me like stay mm-hmm. true yeah you it takes it takes a village folks oh it really god. does i mean honestly <laughs> um but i always think the best sign is go you have to have a good fit you have to have chemistry with your um therapist in the sense that you've got to connect right Mm -hmm. and a good therapist i think always tells you first session look we can try this a couple times if you're not feeling me i'll give Mm -hmm. you another recommendation if Mm -hmm. i'm not feeling you i'll let you know like so you have to have somebody that i think is very open from the beginning that would be my biggest tip if you go to somebody Mm -hmm. who immediately feels like they can solve all your problems and they're not open to the fact that hey you know this may or may not work i think that's a red flag yeah definitely and if they don't have like availability for you that's a red flag for me because i recently went to get a new um therapist and she only has like once a month and i was like what like i need to see you on a weekly or bi-weekly basis and she was like no I was like, oh, so my advice would be to definitely, like, find someone that's available, but also, like, um, is, um, you know, (coughs) like, is able to assist in your needs. Like, if you have anxiety or depression or um, bipolar disorder, something that can really, like, assist you with your needs. If it's, like, getting up and getting out of bed every day, it's, like, you need a motivational therapist or something. Make sure, like, you're doing your research, you know that um, they can really assist you. And they're available. That's my thing. I need to find someone who's available. Yeah, right. That's a really, really good point. Mm -hmm. You've had tough luck, though, finding a good therapist? Yeah, like, I just recently went to see someone the other day, and, like, I'm just getting over a cold, and she was like, oh, wait, like, don't get close. Like, I've... What? I wasn't planning on making out with you. Can I just talk to you? (laughs) Nice to meet you. Like, and she she had some you know immune disorder, so I totally understood, and I was like, that's Uh, fine. And then she was like, she was like, so how often would you like to be seeing me? You know, like once a month. And I was like, well, I thought like this would be like a weekly thing. And she was like, 
well, my next opening is until, like, March 15th, and I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, you yeah, know? like, I need help now, okay? These mental <laughs> issues are not going yeah, away. Yeah, so my <laughs> advice to Danielle is definitely find someone who's available and who would meet your needs. There's definitely a lot of research that goes into it, especially regarding, like, healthcare coverage. <laughs> I read. Um, and over. yeah, um, that type of thing. Healthcare coverage, you know, if you're going to be paying out of pocket, like definitely it's a great investment because someone to talk to is something someone needs a lot just of the like time. A yeah. Yeah. Just like a personal shopper. Just like a personal shopper. Just like a personal shopper. Um, you guys, that's the show. Woo! Can you believe it? 40 minutes goes by like so we fast. Need it. Tell me, Amber, do you want to give out where people can follow you yeah, on social media? Definitely. So, um, you can follow me on Snapchat at A A Marie M A R I E zero nine, and then the same for Instagram. And then if you want to follow me on or friend me on Facebook, it's just Amber McNally. Not McNeil. <laughs> Not McNeil, guys. Joe, you want to give out any uh, handles? Uh, they can find me. Just find you. Yeah. Okay. I'm out there. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'll be back with you tomorrow, and be sure to email me your thoughts and feedback on the show. Sarah at HeyFrage.com. Bye, everybody.